now betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on deck circle, Amory Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Tuesday, Albuquerque. You know what that means? Van, what, is, what does that mean? <laughs> Fred, that means the boys are here. At the Duke's Team Store uh-huh. on the corner of Central and Carlisle yep. in the Knob Hill Shopping Center. Why we have you, a great day today. Why are you on this show right now? I'll tell you what. I'm really excited <laughs> about this Game 7 mm-hmm. we got going on tonight because, as everyone knows, I'm a huge D-backs fan. Uh-huh. Born and raised right outside of Phoenix, Arizona. Yep. The Salt River Valley, really, is where mm-hmm. I'm from. Where were you raised? Phoenix City, Phoenix? Yeah. There's, like, pictures of me as a baby. Arizona, Ari- Arizona City, exactly. Arizona. I'm a, a, a Phoenician, yeah. if you will. Laying yeah. in the Salt River. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I was I mean, baptized in the River of Salt. <laughs> it's true. Right outside of Phoenix, Arizona. I mean, there's pictures of me as a baby in a Diamondbacks onesie. Next to Huge the Huge D-backs fan. Really excited about the game tonight. Awesome. Why do you ask? You've walked over London Bridge? Absolutely. Yeah. It's the real bricks from the London Bridge. You told all of us you would quit the show if the Houston Astros lost game seven of the ALCS. I don't know why a lifelong Diamondbacks fan (laughs) from the city of Phoenix would say something like that. That's weird. That's really weird. Also joining us on the show, Steve Palmasano, the Let's go. I am not a uh, Houston Astros fan. Born and raised. I don't fan. know why you're mentioning that over and over again. This makes no sense to me right now. But I am a fan of the Houston Astros. You mean Diamondbacks? You mean correct Diamondbacks fan? Now, like Van Nunley. There's always next year. What's, Lifelong Phoenician. What stage are you in? I think this one is bargaining, maybe. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to bargain my fandom of the Astros for the Diamondbacks. Let, let me do my thing. As sad as you were last night with the Game Seven loss. That wasn't a loss. To the Texas, the whooping. That was the, a shellacking. A. Marie is juxtapositionally as happy as her. Minnesota Vikings won a meaningless mid-game <laughs> over the best team in football, the San Francisco Giants. Congratulations, yeah. A. Marie. Yeah, I don't Let's know if it's go. meaningless, but it was, a, it was a good win. It was fun. It, it meant a lot to Kirk Cousins. He finally won in the bright lights of the It meant a lot time. to a lot of things, just winning a game, a good game. Amory, why are you, like, in a jean jacket right now if you're not watching on Facebook Live or oh, yeah, YouTube like Live? Because it's freezing. in, like, a, a casual jean jacket. It's... Where's all your purple? Because, okay, little, I don't know, behind radio <laughs> scenes, whatever you want to call it, I never know what the studio is going to be. It's going to either be freezing or really hot. So um, well, the football gear will come out next week because it's starting to finally get cooler outside. Mm. I'm there. It's full of hot takes. Where is your Jared Allen-esque face paint today? I am wearing my Viking earrings, though. She's yelling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's yelling into the microphone from across. The- well, I was those trying are- to show the streaming. What are those? Stream- what is that? Is that? All right, so that's the Vikings Hold logo on. mid-earring. And then. It's very, it's very Southwest. Okay. I got them as like a gag gift. There's like dang- there's danglies on them. Okay. 
And then the danglies, they look they look Native American inspired, I would yes, say. Yes. And uh someone got me these as a gag gift and I love them. It's like a that <laughs> those earrings look like silly. Dream catchers were made by the Minnesota Vikings. That's what I'm that, saying. Yeah. What is that a Chevy logo at the bottom? That's a good question. Oh, actually, I don't I never of... noticed that. It kind of looks like <laughs> that. Like it's my little purple pride. Makes and one of sense. my mini wedding rings, my Viking wedding ring. Well, you have so many wedding rings from so many marriages to the same guy. Like, you just have a lot of Boom. Them. <laughs> I don't think it was a meaningless game. I think that was a good good win for the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, I mean, compared to Game 7 of the ALCS, though. Oh, no, no. Van, I was feeling way worse for Van last night. Van should feel bad. Look, Luckily for me, it wasn't close past the fourth inning. So I really didn't have to sweat it out. Really wasn't that worried. I kind of... I was worried about you, bud. Checked out and drank a lot. I normally in these situations I would have done like a wellness check on you, but I was physically with you, right, to observe your wellness the whole time. Steve, you're also with us. I always sports page. <clears throat> I was there, and we watched it decline. We isn't, watched Van spiral. Yeah, but it's isn't it like one of those sports fan things? Ironic, where the loudest fan of the opposite team. Is sitting right next to you. Right oh, was there a Rangers fan? <laughs> right next that's to you. That's really funny. A guy in yeah. town from San Antonio. Oh, that's shout hilarious. Out, shout out Jay. His yeah. name was Jay. Yeah. He was just a, could not be more loud or belligerent. From the first while second I s- pitch. Soaked oh. in misery. He was a dead ringer for Super Dave Osborne. Yeah, he crushed it. He I don't was, think it was on purpose, but he nailed it. <laughs> he, had, he had obviously been golfing all day or something. It was like the best way to handle this too much exposure to sun and elevation and booze is to drink more at Howie's Sports Page and tell Van just how awful his fandom is of all the bars he could have went to. This is this is how it went down. The seat next. But there to are you. a lot of Astro haters out there. Even if it wasn't a Rangers fan, just there's people who just like despise and hate the Astros. That is correct. Deservingly, yeah, deservingly. They. I don't know if you read the news. They cheated pretty bad, Amory. <laughs> they got caught cheating really bad, so they're very easy to hate. This is how it went last night. I am just staring at this television, rocking back and forth like a sports-loving autist, mm-hmm. drinking as much Bud Light as humanly possible to calm my nerves. Yes, and quench your thirst. And then the Rangers would do something awesome. And even though I was sitting there staring at the television, say, you see that? my neighbor from San Antonio would tap me on the shoulder. <laughs> say, did you see that one? It's like, yes, Jay from San Antonio. I did see that one. He must have done it a dozen times. Dude. Yes. It got very frustrating. Not but I'm me. such a nice, it patient was, person. It was not frustrating. So, you me. know, before I was in sports entertainment, I worked uh, in the, the, the career field of working with people with mentally illness and uh, and. Um, developmental disabilities so i have patience through the roof yeah so that guy is par for the course was it it was rough <laughs> it was still very very rough i had some support me i had some supporters there <clears throat> a lot of friends of the show were there who were not outwardly rooting against the astros in support of me it's not like they were for the astros i was for the astros but at least they didn't rub it in my face like Jay from San Antonio. I, uh, oh, go ahead. I, I'm sorry. I was for the Astros 
Except for when Mitch Garver was up, then I was up, and I was for Mitch Garver. Naturally, naturally. Yeah, I get it. Uh, we got to represent Albuquerque. Mitch Garver had an amazing series. So subconsciously, a little piece of me, every at-bat, I was like, Mitch Garver, like, get a single, get your batting average up in the ALCS, and then get rolled over in a double play. That's as much as I rooted for the Rangers all series. I want to... I don't know if I said this sentence out loud, but I guess I just need to see it or say it for the friend of the show. The Houston Astros have been eliminated from the 2023 World Series contention. That is what it is. That's, that is correct. That is a sentence that's in your life in factual van. The Houston Astros have been eliminated from the 2023 World Series contention. That's it. It's over. That is accurate. You're shook. It's it's a pretty good season to get to the Final Four, to be in the ALCS for the seventh straight year. I'm not taking this run for granted whatsoever. Did you know the second that they secured home field advantage, it was over for them? Yeah, they could have lost. <laughs> yeah. And insanely ironically, they beat the Arizona Diamondbacks the last three games of the year to secure, thank you very much, Amory. That's just <laughs> salt in the wound. They beat the Arizona Diamondbacks the last three games of the year while Texas choked the division away, mm-hmm. knowing that the Astros suck at home. The Houston Astros hate the city of Houston, Texas. They are not playing for the city that they are from. They are not representing the orange and blue. They are not representing the tequila sunrise of Houston Astros lore. They hate the city of Houston, and they lost four games. Is that a eulogy? It takes four games to win a series, guys. I don't know if you know this. It takes four games to win the ALCS, and the Texas Rangers won all four of them in the Houston Astros' very own stadium. Astrodome. X. X Stadium. This is in. They play in Enron oh. Field. It's oh, Enron. Gotcha. Yeah. Did, did you guys know every time that the Houston Astros lose a game, a uh, angel gets its wings? Yeah. Did you guys know that? <laughs> a trash angel gets his trash can wings. Yes, is that what that? happens? Oh, yeah. I don't know if you knew that. Just it's a fact. What I said is a fact. Every time the Houston Astros lose a game, a whale escapes from captivity. So I think what the Astros are doing is <laughs> is doing trying to hurt the MLB is really what they're doing. Oh, by yeah? setting up a Dallas versus Phoenix World Series. Lowest rated World Series in the history. It's going to have the lowest ratings in the history of World Series baseball. And Major League Baseball can't survive this. This isn't the NFL. If in the NFL you end up with a Super Bowl with like Carolina and, like, who's terrible in the AFC that has no fan base? The Chargers? Like, if you were to end up <laughs> with, that world, or with that Super Bowl, people would still watch. Because it's the Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl. Yeah. People will not watch. They'll at least watch Usher at halftime. Yeah. Usher. <laughs> Best I could really do in that it's moment. It's pretty good. You did good. Amory, I don't know if you know this. <clears throat> Every time the Houston Astros lose a game, a hungry child is fed. So that's kind of an incredible statistic. Yeah, by Mattress Mac. (laughs) Did he have money on it? Yeah. Yes. He always he always has money on it. I think he had. Yeah, I think he had like lost. He had seven about seven million on a Houston Astros World Series. 
He's still up. You know what's crazy? The odds for the Rangers. I looked it up last night, of course. Uh, The Rangers to win the uh, World Series at the beginning of the season was plus 5,000. It's pretty good. They um, they still haven't won it. No, I'm just I'm just letting everyone know. If if Amory is saying if they do in fact win, and, and then I will look up what the odds were. They only won sixty games two years in a row, and then ninety this year, and now they're in the World Series. You know how like yesterday when baseball was saved, that everything was better today. Like, I had a chocolate bar earlier. It tasted better than any chocolate bar I'd ever had. I had a delicious, like, club sandwich at lunch. It was, the bread was super crunchy. The bacon was fried perfectly. The turkey was cut just so thinly deli sliced to where all the ingredients mashed together melted into my mouth in a savory, not safe for radio verbiage of warmth. And that's all because baseball was saved yesterday. How did you get a club sandwich? You're not even a member. Uh, uh, it's of a very specific crunchy club. bread. Okay. It's just so incredible to me that like the sun felt warmer this morning when I woke up. I never slept as well. Like that's a fact. It was the best sleep I had ever humanly had. No joke. On the way home, I was listening to '50s Gold because I was trying to celebrate. You know when this was a country, and my favorite song, Seven Little kids loving fred or whatever came on and i was like let's go it's very gross yeah it was (laughs) it was the one like today's the best today is the best day ever congratulations to albuquerque's own mitch garver that's a dude everyone else can suck it yeah (laughs) i compelled rob manfred to drug test that jacked up roided up cheater adelise garcia that's a bad dude oh my gosh and they did not heed my warning. No. And he parked two of them. He single-handedly beat the Astros yesterday. They didn't even need all the other runs. That he is did correct. A, he did enough all by himself. He looked. There, there, and there's no way he can be as good in this World Series as he was in the LCS because he doesn't hate Arizona or Philadelphia the way that he hates Houston. He hates Houston. And he he murdered them. We watched him kill them. He, he, he had a pretty good series. He's pretty good at baseball. The Houston Astros had become a horse that died. It was a dead horse. And he just kept beating it. And he just kept until the townspeople gathered around and the children cried and the women weeped for him to stop. And no man could could prevent him from continuing to batter the corpse of the Houston Astros. So congratulations to the 2024 World Series champion, the Houston Astros. They're going to be in their eighth straight American League Championship Series next year to further extend their already solidified record of seven straight American League Championship Series. Mm -hmm. The Astros aren't going away. Congratulations, baseball. You get to skip out on the Astros World Series. They'll be back. I don't even know why I'm talking about the Astros. As a lifelong <laughs> Phoenician, somebody who's born in the Salt River Valley, I got people in Mesa. I got yeah. people in Scottsdale. Yeah. You know, Flagstaff. Ph- Vandy the Phoenician is what they call mm-hmm. me. Lifelong Arizona boy, yeah. Van Nunley. Big D-backs fan. We, I started making Astros jokes, and, I, and Steve was like, too soon. And you were like, no, it's pronounced Tucson. <laughs> like, you started correcting us because of your lifelong... Um, uh, because your lifelong Phoenix runs deep. Yep. 
You can tell by this tan, I get a lot yeah. of Phoenix sun. <clears throat> World Series is going back to Arlington, boys. I mean, Texas didn't play in it last time I was there, but it's going back to Arlington. Well, they better hope they don't have home field advantage. <laughs> <laughs> Because they don't want to play in that stadium as much as the Astros didn't want to play in Enron Field. They just ended their season like that. I was a beat down. It was embarrassing. After the momentum of Game 5, Jose Altuve hitting that game-winning home run in the ninth. Oh, they had all the momentum heading back to their home stadium. And Game 6, <clears throat> Game 6 and 7 weren't even close that was an embarrassment. Hey, what Bruce Bochy do? So congratulations to Chuck Norris and the rest of the Texas Rangers. That's not correct. <laughs> CJ? And Yeah, congratulations to <laughs> CJ. <laughs> Chucky's cohort. As Walker and the Texas Rangers are going to the World Series for the first time since 2011. I don't Go Diamondbacks. We'll continue down this ALCS <laughs> recap talk. Obviously, we'll preview the NLCS tonight. It's another game seven for Vans. It's so crazy that both of your uh, lifelong teams are going to lose tonight. This is incredible. Bri- I got it. I got it. <laughs> Bryce Harper, uh-huh. walk-off home run in the bottom of the ninth. D- why? Why not? Make it a story. Let's have some fun with it tonight. I like that you also predicted the Mike Trout um, Shohei Otani showdown in the World Baseball Classic. I was wrong about that one. So you did think it would be Mike Trout victorious in that one? Yeah. I predicted the situation at least. Yeah. Also, I'm going to say Bryce Harper walk-off home run, bottom of the ninth, tonight. So congratulations, DWC, friend of the show, and Philly fanatic. Bryce Harper's going to do it for you. But I'm rooting for the Diamondbacks. Now, are they chasing in this bottom of the ninth, or is it tied up? Uh, behind. So it's so cha- all, the, yeah. all the way script flip. They're chasing three, and the bases mm-hmm. are loaded. Yep. Schwarber gets walked. Okay. Trey Turner hits a single. Yeah. And then Bryce Harper with a walk-off three-run okay, home so run. So chasing two. Correct. A walk-off three-run blasty boy by Bryce Harper mm-hmm. to propel the Phillies over the Phoenicians and, and catapult them to the World Series. And they never make it to the World Series. Okay, here we go. Because actual real baseball fans in Philadelphia who actually give their team a home field advantage are going to cheer so loud the ballpark will crumble to ashes and they won't even be able to play in the series as they can't dig Bryce Harper out of the rubble. 505-246-0610. Call us and let us know where you were when the Astros died. That is the theme of today's program. Has anyone heard from Alex Bregman? Steve, you, you call Alex Lee? Uh, no, I have not. <clears throat> I think he's doing okay. He's giving him a day? Yeah. yeah. He's okay. Wanna... You think he'll be fine? Is I think he'll saying. be fine. I think they'll be back. Oh, God, after that Albuquerque's own Alex Bregman home run to bring the game back <laughs> close, to bring it within Was it two. Was it within two? Four to two after Alex that Bregman's home run. Yep. Chased Scherzer out of the game. I was just like, this is it. This is the momentum changer. We got a new game, baby. How did the only two? And then they put up a four spot in the next inning, and then they kept scoring runs <laughs> and scoring runs and hitting homers. They only an didn't score runs in one inning. I think they, they didn't score in Til, two innings. Till Jay said, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> look at that. 
Look at that, Rangers. I see that. Rangers. <laughs> it's awesome. More baseball talk when we get back, including uh, I believe I'm seeing the greatest player in Major League Baseball right now, and he plays for the Houston Texas Rangers. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. Live from the Albuquerque Duke store. Come hang out with your boys. The intersection of Central and Carlisle. Knob Hill Shopping Complex. Parking available off the street. Come hang out with your boys. The Sports Animal. This will be the first World Series since 2016 that doesn't feature the Astros or the Dodgers. Sorry, world. Also, all the friends of the show are like, may there be a million more. Uh-huh. <laughs> Say 2007. Uh, 16. 16. <laughs> this is Garcia. Was DFA'd from like multiple teams like three years ago, four years ago. Now he's super jacked, shredded, hitting like a roided up player of the late 90s. Uh-huh. Is this a real conversation? I think it's a real conversation. If you have to order a bespoke jersey just to fit into, you're probably doing something illegal. Also, if you're going to be the team that loses to a guy cheating, it's good that it's the Astros. Yeah. <laughs> Check your butt cheeks for pinholes at Elise. I don't, I for real don't think that he is that thing. I believe Major League Baseball does a job of policing that now. But his story is wild because he literally was just let go from squads. From your Cardinals. My Cardinals. Yeah. See ya. You know another ex Cardinal that he reminds me of? Randy Arozarena. He's on a Randy Arozarena esque run through the playoffs. If he can keep it up all the way through the World Series. They're coming in as favorites against whoever. He is unstoppable. You can't throw that guy strikes right now. No. He's hit bombs on every single pitch you could possibly conjure. How do trash cans make sad noises, man? Bang. (laughs) (laughs) Get all excited. Recycle bowls. Look, as... As an Astros fan, we all know I'm not taking this run for granted. They were in the ALCS seven straight years. Mm -hmm. They'll be back next year. They didn't win it every single year throughout this journey. They've only been there four times. They won two of them, technically two of them. And they'll be back again next year. They got the exact same squad that won 90 games and went to the ALCS. They'll be right back. But then they'll lose to the Houston Astros team, who after advancing to the ALCS said, we want Houston. No, they said, we want to play in Houston and win every game. That's what they said. Dog, they won every game. That's only twice in the history of Major League Baseball has that happened to your Houston Astros. It is a genius chess move by Bruce Bochy. That's not what that is. Insanely genius chess move by Bruce Bochy to lose the American League West on the last day of the year because he knows the Astros suck in Houston. He is playing 4-D chess with Dusty Baker and making him look stupid. Who's more hated, the Houston Astros or Thunder? Uh, The Duke City Championship wrestler Thunder? Yes. Who stole the belt from our hero Hobo Hank? Correct. 
the Astros. <laughs> yeah, very much the you mean Astros. Locally or nationally? <laughs> both. It's both. <laughs> yes. It's 100% both. Although last time that guy hit a home run last night, who? Aroldis. Okay, which one? <laughs> which home run? <laughs> the Rangers. There's a, a bunch I of them. Sworn I heard like somebody banging on something right before the pitch. Same, banging Didn't on you? a steroid needle. Yeah. Yeah. He did not do steroids. Yeah. <laughs> Outside of Jay's cheering, I could hear that. He should did not do steroids <clears throat> during the game. That's not how it works, Fred. You've got to build up a tolerance over months to make it actually work. Sean Merriman joins us when we get back from the break. He's got a cool event going on out west. Obviously, we'll talk some NFL football with him. <sighs> Here's my thing. Okay. <laughs> We're about to find out if Sean Merriman also hates the Astros. Two men on 95.9 <laughs> FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program. We're going to table Major League Baseball for a minute, recap a little Monday Night Football, and we're going to do it with Mr. Lights Out himself, Sean Merriman. Welcome to the program, brother. Hey, hey, what's going on? Oh, we're enjoying it. We're recapping last night as the most overrated player in the NFL. Kirk Cousins beat up the best defense in the NFL without a wide receiver number one. Sean, you played in the NFL for about a million years. Any given Sunday, or in this case Monday, is real, my man. Yeah, man, and, I, and I'll say this. Uh, you just don't know which player or which team is going to show up. Uh, you know, you look at the you look at the season, and you, you kind of look at the calendars and say, okay, this team's going to beat that team. That team is better than this team. So you start marking off the ones the team should beat, and there you go. Minnesota just creep out. Kirk Cousins on fire without you know Justin Jefferson, as you just said. They find a way to win, man. And I'm just like, that that's why you can't walk into these games like anything is easy because you just don't know which player, what team is going to show up. Sean, it seems for like 20 years the NFL is making rules that help offense, that help quarterbacks, that help wide receivers. But this year, yardage is down, points are down, except for everyone in the NFL not called the Miami Dolphins. It seems like they're letting the defense play. Is this what you're noticing? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, you can only go but so far, right? Like, I get it. And I understand completely from the NFL standpoint. You want you want big point score. You want offensive uh, putting up a lot of points. Excite. You want Patrick Mahomes. You want you know the the big name guys, the Josh Allen, Joe Burrows of the world. You want them to be the face of the organization, the face of the, of the league. But it gets to a point now where how do how do you explain if a guy can play football or not? You know, I get asked all the time, "Could I play in a day's game?" And my answer is always, "I don't think so. I just don't think so." Um, and so when you let guys go out and play a little bit more, it still keeps that uh, that competitiveness about the sport because that's what makes football so great, man. Like to watch these guys go out and compete week in and week out and having to be even and not having a team or a game to win because of the refs and calls and things like that. Like nobody want to watch that style of football. Well, I've been talking about this for some time with Van. I'm not a betting man by any means. But if you give me every single game, I'm taking the under on sacks. And it happened again last night. I think there was one throughout the whole game, and it was a big one against Brock Purdy. How much has this shotgun offense changed the NFL from the time you played, Sean? Is it so drastically different now that that is part of the reason why you think you might not be successful now the way you were then? 
Well, it's a combination of the two. It's a shotgun offense, and now guys are learning to get the ball out their hands quicker. Like if you, you know, if you go to these uh, quarterback coaches and you work with them during the offseason, they would tell you it's progression. Boom, boom, boom. The ball got to be out, right? And that's what they're teaching these guys. It's not the standard, you know, seven nine step drop uh, passes. That, you know, pat the football and throw it 40, 50 yards down the field anymore. It's it's timing. Um, you know, it's getting these uh, motion wide receivers like the Debo Samuels and, and Tyreek Hill, getting them one-on-one matchups is favorable for them and getting rid of the ball and let them make plays with their legs, man. So, yeah, yeah I would love to play football 25 years ago when you got the, the big slow guys back there, shotgun and patting the football and having a nine-step drop. That, that was a great time for pass rushers. Everyone knows who the cream of the NFL is. You just got a couple in each league. But every season, somebody in the middle of the year emerges and makes a run in the second half. Have you assigned the team that you think is about to make a run and really start playing together and make a playoff push? You know, I, I think the Ravens, man. Um, and, I don't, and I'm not yeah. saying that they didn't have the foresight before the season started or early on during the season. But what they did to the Lions, it was just unbelievable. Um, everything they, they were doing was working. They, I mean, they dialed up every offensive play calling. They was playing well on defense. Uh, Jadavion Clowney's there and, and Smith and the inside. Uh, they're getting after you up front. They're creating turnovers. These guys, if Lamar, and, and two, it, it all goes down to Lamar Jackson's health, right? If he's healthy, they could, they could do a lot of damage deep in, deep in the playoffs. Obviously, Sean, whenever you join us, we're talking lights out. We're talking lights out 12, your next event of extreme fighting. Real, cap, real quick recap, though, on 11. Uh, your main event was a banger, my man. I, I think it was the second round, but it was Bashy who put the submission on Vargas. It was just incredibly captivating. I think Bashy's now undefeated. Is he 9-0, and I think? So just absolute fire event in your, in your main event last week, or excuse me, at event 11, and now you guys are already on to number 12. And that is, I want to make sure I got the date right here, my man. That is, I don't have it in front of me. I apologize. Yeah, it's November 18th. Um, yep. Rosa gets it with the junior. And this is the cool thing. Um, you know, we got about three or four guys in this car that either fought in the UFC and trying to get back or that's going to be going to the UFC. And what's happening now is guys know that because we have the viewership and eyeballs on FUBO, you know, we're, we're top five, top seven watch on FUBO sports. We're getting calls all over the country, and that's what you want to create, man. Like, that's why I got into this industry, to give these up-and-coming fighters a chance, a platform to be seen, figure things out, give them that bigger opportunity. So, yeah, we got to – this one we had a banger, man. Uh, uh, Tommy Aaron's back on this card. Alba Morales is back on this card. Um, you know, uh, uh, I think Nick and Nate Diaz, one, one, of his, uh, one of their guys, and one of those guys will be at the fight. So, I'm you know, expecting Nate to show up. Um, Tony Ferguson's got Tommy Aaron is on his card. A.J. Hodgkins, who was a linebacker at Oregon, um, is on his card as well. And the, the, these cards keep getting bigger and better because people are finding out more about us and they want to come fight with us and, and, um, and put on a show. Tony Ferguson, a little hometown boy. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Tickets and information on lightsoutxf.com. Get all your info right there. So the vacant flyweight title fight, Roses versus Puente Jr., how are these guys going to match up? How do their fighting styles run up against each other? We had, uh, we had uh, Victor Roses on the card before, man. This dude is flat out. He comes out swinging. And, you know, it's nothing against the UFC because obviously that's what got me into the sport. But sometimes when there's so much on the line, 
you know, and whether it's money or title or guys trying to climb the ranks, um, you know, they look to people a little bit more cautious and, you know, just more in the line. With these guys, they're trying to make it, right? Like these guys are trying to get on the map. And so they come out, man, they're doing stuff that you're like, holy hell, it's 30 seconds into the fight. They're already banging, right? Um, and so you have the, the amateurs who we also show on football, which is cool because they end up turning pro with us. You get a chance to see a couple of fights of their amateur career and then, you know, a couple of fights down the road, they're turning pro with us as well. Um, and so that, that's going to be fun. The Tommy Aaron fight is, is going to be a, another the one that's big one. Alba Morales, um, you know, who fought, fought sometime in the UFC, he's fighting, um, you know, Ramos. Ramos is a, uh, that's, that's Nate Diaz, Nick, Nate, Nick Diaz's camp out of Diaz uh, Army up there in North Cal, and he's coming down for a banger. That one's going to be another big one. So it, it, it's fun for me, man, to, to kind of use this platform that I built. I was fortunate enough to play in the NFL, but obviously being around the fight business for 17 years, now I'm getting to promote these guys have been awesome. Well, that's the question, right? That's what I like to ask because, I mean, your product has grown. You're, you've, you've got the, those steps we talked about where we met so many months ago. Are you still identifying as all-pro linebacker, or are you now identifying as promoter? <laughs> You know, it's funny. Uh, I went to the Golden Knights game, um, you know, one time, and, and a guy walked up to me, and uh, he's like, "Man, you know, have you, you, you're that guy that owned the fighting league." He had no idea I even played football, so I was like, "Okay, I must be doing something right." Uh, so I thought that was, I thought that was pretty cool. But you know, look, I, I was fortunate, man. I played the game at the highest level. Um, you know, now I'm older now, so some of the fighters watched me when they were, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old, and now they're kind of. Um, you know, fight me. So when I, in the weigh-ins, they're walking in, and yeah, some of the guys are scared to come over and ask me for a picture and autograph. Like, man, yeah, I, I watched you as a kid. I'm like, thanks for making me feel like an old ass, but <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, so it, it's been cool to be on this side of the business. What amount of fundraising can we do to help get a purse big enough to get Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk in your <laughs> ring? Like, what do we have to do? Uh, probably, probably sell all the Albuquerque. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> You, you know, it, it, those things are uh, obviously. I was, I was really hoping that Dana was able to pull that off. I was really, really hoping that he could push that through. Um, I think Mark Zuckerberg wanted to go, and it was Elon that was kind of backing out. Uh, but, but, but that's how big this sport is, man. Think about it. I mean, you, you got two of the biggest tech giants in the world that were about to square off. I mean, that that would be bigger than any fight that's ever happened in history. I mean, bigger than. You know, Thriller, Manila, any Muhammad Ali fight, any Floyd Mayweather fight, that would have been the biggest fight in history because of who they are. And only the sport MMA are, is able to pull something like that off with, with Dana and those guys. The tickets are now live. You can get them at lightsoutxf.com. Go there, pick them up. You're doing it again in Long Beach? Yep, this will be in Long Beach again. We'll be live on football sports at 5 p.m. Pacific. We got four hours of content. An hour of that is straight amateurs. And that, that to me, is the cool part. No one gets an opportunity to show the amateurs. And we don't put nice. these amateurs we got on the card, they can turn pro at any second. So these are not guys that's kind of coming off the street. They're in, you know, Nate Diaz's camp. They're in, um, you know, these big gyms in the country, AKA. They're coming from qualified gyms. They got, a, uh, you know, uh, Jackson down there. We, we have guys that come up. And so we like to give them all the opportunity, man, especially when they're on the rise as they are. November the 18th. Sean, anything we missed, brother? That's it, man. Just uh, just getting my charges back on track and, and trying to trying to watch them fighting. That's about it. I like that a lot. Sean Merriman, thank you so much. You got it, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Sean. 
I bet he could play today. I'm not trying to be that guy, but he'd be a humble. Oh, no doubt. He's that dude. He could have played for another five or ten years if he wanted to. When he played, that position was relevant. That's not a relevant position anymore. you got a few freak athletes that are kind of like cut from the cloth of the way he used to play. Yeah. The one that is pretty good, the one in Dallas, they're pretty similar. They do sure. it the same way. Sure. But it's no longer that league of – because at that time, you just you put big road graders on the line. Your Tony Saragusas, your big boys. Mm-hmm. What was that kid that you had in Green Bay forever? Gilbert? They, they had a few of them. Yeah. They ran through a lot of big boys yep. in those years. And then you just funnel them in to your A.J. Hawks. You funnel them in to your London Fletchers. You funnel them in to your Jamie Duncans. You funnel them in, and I can keep going, right? That doesn't exist anymore. Now your defensive linemen are just as athletic as your linebackers, just as athletic as your safeties. Like, it's... It's a weird, over-the-middle, weirdo, not as vital as it used to be position. All right. I'm glad you said that after he hung up. (laughs) (laughs) We'll wrap up the first hour. Whenever we get back, it is a preview of the NLCS Game 7. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Channel. Why did the Phillies allow the Diamondbacks to come back the love of sport, I believe. Excitement. They took it in game six. That wasn't like the Phillies gave it to them. It was within striking distance the whole time. It has never really turned around. Arizona's bullpen... And defense, which is fantastic, Arizona's defense is fun to watch. If you're like an old-school baseball fan and you like a little glove action, the D-backs are where it's at. You're not wrong. You're not wrong, wrong. But they're not as good as the Phillies. On paper. They don't have players as good. On paper. I don't think their management is as good. I don't think they have the talent that the Phillies have. Oh, my God, they're playing in Game 7. Yeah, exactly. On paper, the Phillies are stacked. Two aces, one of the best players in baseball, a bunch of above-average all-star level contributors, guys that can hit bombs at any moment, and then the demon back, Diamondbacks, just a bunch of scrappy little dudes, hit triples, steal bases, play defense. It's like a it's quite a contrarian of these two baseball teams, their styles and their approaches. I super thought the Philadelphia Phillies would never lose a game at home. I super thought that. It but, seemed that way. But these sneaky little snakes, they come in there. These slippery little snakes. These sneezy little snakes. And they took the one. I mean... The cliche in football is defense wins championships, right? Sure. And we know that's not true anymore, but it still exists in Major League Baseball playoffs that if you can pitch and you can use the glove, if you can pitch and you can use the glove, you can win a bunch of baseball games in October. You think that's? What, I don't think that's what it is with the Diamondbacks team. Because I would even say the Phillies were that. Because what, they give up 10 hits last game and only five runs? Like, well, I guess that's a pretty good ratio, I guess, but... The Phillies only put six runners on. No, right. I guess eight because they had two walks. Yeah. But 
they weren't putting nobody across the plate. And it's almost to me as if this Phillies team doesn't jack dingers. They don't know how to produce runs. Well, you said it right there. They live and die by the bomb. Yeah. They have to have Schwarber and Harper and Castellanos and Baum and the rest of the crew drop bombs. Right. Or they're in big trouble. Because the demon – why do I keep calling the demon bags? It's so weird. The <laughs> Diamondbacks – The slippery snakes. The Diamondbacks will do what they did yesterday and rack single after single after single, still bases, have smart base running, take third every time. They're not going to get thrown out on, on home if they're on second base. They do the things that win games in October, and you're seeing the brute force of the Phillies sometimes can't keep up with the actual game of baseball that the Diamondbacks play. With all that said, there's no way Philly loses tonight, right? There's no way. I, I because I like the underdog, I like the sixth seed, I like the wild card, I like shaking up the mm-hmm. status quo. I'm rooting for the Diamondbacks as an old-school baseball fan. But the Phillies, like all playoffs, they seemed like the team of destiny until the last couple games. And the power's not there. The power pitching isn't there. They're not doing what they need to do to beat a team who, is, who can't hold a candle to them on paper. But on paper doesn't matter in October. You know Chris Russo? Mad Dog Chris Russo? Sure. So he says on his serious satellite radio show today, I will retire if the Diamondbacks beat the Phillies in game seven. You promise? That's what he said. <laughs> so. I don't want anybody yelling at me. Quit yelling at me. Bob Nightingale. dog. Bob Nightingale tweets today. Tori Lavulo, that's the manager of the yeah, Diamondbacks. Sure. He says, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> nice. Like, and you know I'm a mad dog guy. I'm a Chris Russo guy. Know him personally. Talented dude. Talented dude. One now, of the best in the biz. Philadelphia should be as mad at any human being right now as they could be at Mad Dog Russo. Because Phoenix is seeing this. Arizona is seeing this. And this isn't even from the Phillies. Right. This is arguably the most listened to sports talk guy in the country. Sure. Bigger than the names that you think are big. Sirius Satellite Radio hits that many more people in the United States and Canada. Except for us, second to us, I believe. Correct. No, yeah. we. I'm gonna. I got some bad news for you guys. What is it? Our numbers are not bigger. What? Than Chris Russo, and his national satellite program. They won't even international. They won't even put him on radio here. What are you talking about? The entire channel <laughs> on Sirius is called Mad Dog Sports Radio. Oh, is that what it is? It says I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Oh. Hmm. Can you imagine saying something like that on radio? Every call you would get. What are you going to do in retirement, man? Dog. Well, how old is he? Maybe it's time. Oh, gosh. He's been around forever. He's doing Move to Florida. Start fishing. He did Mike and the Mad Dog for 25 years or something in New York. Is he still on with Stephen A? No, I think think they let him walk. He might still have a show. They gave anyone a show on. If, If me and Van got fired tomorrow from CBS Sports, that's the first call we would make. 
They'd be like, yep, noon to three or midnight to three a.m. Here, your boys go. Let's go. <laughs> We'd be like, fine. Yeah. You know, I love those hours. We'd be so drunk. We're live. We're live. We're live. We're belly up to the bar. Who's the who's playing today? the game? A couple minutes ago, the game ended. Uh, Fred, that was eight p.m. Game ended at eight p.m. You know, what we could do move to Hawaii. You promise? That's the real plan. Pinky swear. Our show's at 8 p.m. They have the internet there. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where we are. It doesn't matter where we do this. Thank God we get to do it from the Duke's Team Store right here on Let's the corner go. of Carlisle and Central in the Knob Hill Shopping Center. I'm wearing my retro Mike Piazza shirt today. That's a good one. I'm wearing a Duke City Championship Wrestling beanie. Also, also a good one. A good one. Pinch poke. Steve, do you want to be the official licensed merchandiser of Duke State Championship Wrestling moving forward? Uh, absolutely. Steve <laughs> on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal.